Well, the first ever Las Vegas Formula One Grand Prix has come and gone. Uh, And let's just say reviews are mixed. Some are saying it's the best thing ever. Others are saying it's literally the worst event ever planned in Las Vegas. They can't both be right, or can they? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I sit down with co-host David Figler, because David actually went to go see F1 this weekend, and we talk about what that experience was like, how our city has responded, and of course, our favorite tweets about F1. It's Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Sonia Cho Swanson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Hey, before we jump into today's show, we've been getting a ton of new listeners lately. So if that's you, welcome. As you longtime listeners know, CityCast Las Vegas is all about connecting you with your city. We've got local news, things to do, and conversations with our most interesting residents. We are here every weekday, and we hope you make it a habit. All right, David, welcome to your very own show. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to be here. It's such a friendly place. And, you know, for all of our listeners, we go out and do the things so we can report back to you what's up. There you go. So, David, you actually went to go CF1. Tell me everything. What was it like? I did. Oh. Um, So, first of all, I have to just say that in a very old school Vegas fashion, um, tickets fell in my lap. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. David so, with the comps. David with the comps. Um, and I will also say that a lot of people sitting where we were sitting also did not pay for their tickets. So Ooh. that's always an intriguing and interesting part of any major event. Uh, so we were we were seated over at the Ellis Island viewing spot, uh, mm-hmm. which had been set up over there on Koval uh, in tickets that had a face value of... Wait for this. Uh oh. $1,500 a ticket. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. And obviously not even the cheap seats when uh-huh. it came to F1 this time around. So, you know, part of the struggle was figuring out, like, literally, how do we even get there? Because you don't get a lot of information. Uh-huh. So we went just on Saturday night, which is when the big race happened. Uh, it's only a 90 minute race. And so we figured, well, we should get there a little early just mm-hmm. to soak in the vibe, see what's, you know, what it's all about. The walk wasn't too bad. It's only a couple blocks to the corner of Koval okay. and, and Flamingo. And once we got to uh, Ellis Island, we kind of cut through the casino and made it right up into uh, an entry point, which was really easy breezy. Was it really crowded in the grandstands where you were? Uh, for A lot of people were tailgating. And that was kind of interesting, too, is that they had this whole tailgate section set up behind the grandstands where our seats were. Uh-huh. So they had food and beverages. There were bars. There were uh, exhibitors, I guess, uh, from different companies. There were scantily clad ladies that were doing a little bit of a small shiver dance because it wasn't warm. Uh-huh. Uh, but there were also DJs. And there was a lot of, uh, as I like to say, Michigas. There's a lot of okay. craziness happening in the uh-huh. back, and it was pretty crowded with people. We walked up to the stands a little bit earlier, uh, and there weren't a lot of people there yet, but once the race had actually started, it filled up pretty good. So th- it was a good crowd. What yeah. did surprise me was the very limited view of the race itself. Like You just kind of have a little narrow window uh, okay. of seeing zoom, zoom, 
<laughs> like that. Like you can barely focus before it's gone because they're they're moving like over. It's a straightaway, so over two hundred miles an hour at at point. Yeah. And everyone basically has their eyes peeled. Sorry. And everyone basically has their eyes turned to giant TV screens. So like watching it just to kind of figure out what the hell's going on and what the standings are at any given time and where all the racers are. And then you look back at the track to verify the information that you already have, like, oh, uh, Verstappen, you know, verifying that he is indeed in the lead still, which he was most of the race. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we were enjoying the experience. We were definitely drinking cocktails and watching Voom Voom. It seems like maybe the socializing is almost like more of the point than the actual race. You know, like those fancy horse races where like the hats are part of the, you know, big deal and like see and be seen and go for like the fancy cocktails and like your, you know, with your mint juleps or like I would say (laughs) even like baseball where you go for like the fan experience and the hot dogs more than the actual. I mean, personally, I would say more more so than the game. Yeah. Is it more about the uh, icing than the cake? Yeah, I think it was kind of communal. And what's funny is that, you know, speaking of mint julep, uh, there were special beverages involved in this one, too, because we were at the Ellis Island oh, and that yeah. family owns the the lodge up in Mount Charleston. So there was famous eggnog and Mount Charleston oh. coffee available for drinking, too. It's funny. I never really thought about it. When I was a kid, I used to go to these horse races all the time with my dad at places like Del Mar and Hollywood and stuff like that because he was a big horse racing fan. And uh, it, it was a little bit like that, although even in the stands of a horse race, you kind of see the horses, you see a lot more of the field. Let's put it yeah. that way. Fair, yeah. fair. I just want to know if you got a big fancy hat for this uh, F1 race, David. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wear a hat. You know, uh, I was wearing my little beanie just to keep my, my bald head warm. Uh, but it was definitely fun. And we were watching, you know, the TV for a lot of it, including the opening ceremonies, which were really interesting, too. You know, got to yeah. see Donny Osmond sing. How exciting to see Donny Osmond sing in Las Vegas, I got to tell you. I mean, obviously, you got your ticket for free. But if you yeah. were to have paid for this $1,500 ticket, would it have been worth it? As a person who's not an F1 fan, where where we were, as as lovely as the accommodations were being provided by Ellis Island, it was a great party. Uh, it was definitely a spirit in the air. People were so excited. That's fun being around. Uh, that's not a value for me. Uh, probably not for a lot of people. But, uh, you know, people say you, you've been somewhat critical of some of the aspects of, of, of F1, and that's true, but I also can enjoy a party, and it was definitely a party to, to be had. They put a lot of work into that. I mean, heck, you know, they gave, they gave trillions of dollars of infrastructure and cool buildings and great sites that are, you know, rival anything internationally with the city of Las Vegas over to a private corporation to throw a party. You bet that party's going to be fun, and it certainly was, Sonia. Okay. Well, there's that at least. Mm-hmm. But let's recap because, I mean, F1 has been bombarding the news, bombarding the headlines. Uh, we got to talk about some of the notable moments from this year's Formula One Grand Prix. Oh, uh, yeah. Can I just say my first and my favorite is all the photos and videos of people who are tearing down the screens across the viewing bridges. I just there's something kind of like, you know, power to the people about that that I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost like, you know. Oh, let us eat cake, Marie Antoinette. Well, we've got a little pushback for you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, the, the the masses were revolting. 
uh-huh. so to speak. Yeah, it, that was really interesting. Uh, people finding a way to be able to see what was happening. Did you have any favorite moments from this year's F1, David? Uh, of the hype? Oh, 100%. There were so many bizarre moments. I got to say this. Uh, somebody shared with me a video that I guess Skynet, which is the um, the the people who broadcast F1, uh, started their coverage with the most bizarre, dramatic interpretation of the song Viva Las Vegas by what? the actor Jared Leto. No. Oh, my God. Please play this for me right now. Please play I, this for okay, me right Okay. I'm going to send that over to you and play this because it is very freaky. Time. If I wind up broke, oh, well. And I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. I'm going to give it everything I've got. Lady Luck, please let the dice stay hot. Let me shoot a seven Every shot. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva. Viva. Las Vegas. Oh my God. What did I just watch? What was that? What the heck? Yeah. What? What? I mean, okay. I I, I guess I, I accept that to the universe, that's our song that we all love and care about and are proud of as being the song of our city. Not true, but I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It did not need a dramatic interpretation no. from Jared Leto. That was the creepiest version of Viva Las so Vegas creepy. I've ever heard in my life. Well, maybe that'll finally kill that song as being our song and maybe someone will uh, come up with, someone Someone local will come up with it's a It's certainly version. a blow. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> there was a lot of weirdness. You know, um... Uh, the fact that the county commission threw this party and none of the county commissioners seemed to be there uh, or acknowledged, certainly when they were introducing like the governor and some of our congressional mm. delegation. I was like, hmm, that's a weirdo thing. I, I like the, the energy, though. I mean, I'm going to say one of my highlights of it was that as much as you know, people wanted to ride a lot of the inordinate amount of planning and disruption that it took, it Look, if if somebody was given literally the strip to throw a party, these people did a great job with it. I mean, there was okay. just definitely a lot of fun in the air. Okay, we have to talk about the notorious manhole cover. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't happened. my night, but I saw it too. That happened on Thursday during one of the practice rounds. And yeah. so I think it was something like nine minutes into a practice round. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the cars hit a... a Manhole cover that wasn't properly, you know, sealed down in the street, causing a flurry of sparks uh, that lit up the section of the track. Um, And they had to, like, you know, pull that car out of rotation and actually shut down the entire track uh, for the rest of that practice session. Yeah, I think it was actually like a a drain cover or flood drain drain cover cover or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, but... Um, whatever it was, it flipped up and made a very dramatic. Um, it, it broke one of those million plus dollar cars, oh God, right. and yeah. and so then they had to go around and um, you know uh, check all of them. And I I heard a rumor that there wasn't even a Las Vegas paving truck on site, <gasps> and it and they had to call one, and the closest one was pretty far away, and I had to deal with all the traffic that no. they caused to oh, get there, and that was part God. of the delay too. And that all the people, you know, had to go home, and then they just canceled the night. I right, felt so after bad they paid for, for those tickets. Yeah, and some people, you know, weren't only had the one night. Speaking of that, did you see that there's a class action lawsuit? Duh. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, people who like friggin' lawyers. 
Right. But also, I feel like it's such a Vegas thing. Billboard staple, Demopolis Law will be handling this class action lawsuit. Yes, yes, they will. Uh, I think with another firm as well. But either way, yeah, they were uh, pretty quick on the trigger on that one that, you know, people felt that they had been ripped off and asked for refunds and and didn't get their, their, their money back. But I guess, what, they sent them a $200 gift card if they had a one night only ticket. For merch. A $200 gift card for merch? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. What is it even going to buy? I don't know. I actually went over to the website to see because when I was walking around and there were obviously a lot of merch booths, everything looked super duper duper expensive, like hats for like regular old baseball caps. This is a baseball cap for like 80 something bucks. I mean, that's not even things called nights have real expensive merch and that's like beloved merch that people really want to like walk around with it's not that level of of expense just for a baseball cap so uh i guess it would get you a couple articles of f1 clothing or some other trinkets i'm not really sure that that satisfied people what with sales tax you could probably buy two baseball caps like that's It. Here you go. Sorry, sorry that your dream of finally seeing F1 in fabulous Las Vegas was shattered. Here's a baseball yeah. hat. Yay. <laughs> okay. I need to speak to a manager. <laughs> so this just, I mean, that that whole manhole cover practice session, $200 gift card debacle just really seems indicative of like the poor planning and the poor response to like, you know, maybe like the few locals who'd been able to cough up $200 for like a yeah. practice session ticket and because yeah. they couldn't afford the... Or didn't have the connections for a comp for a $1,500 ticket. So I just, I feel like this is very emblematic of like the F up, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll say it was lingering on the minds of the people we were sitting around because of an announcement that came out right at the beginning of the race on game night. Because what happened was right at the very beginning of the race, a bunch of cars seemed to like skid off the track, (gasps) like right at the beginning. So they were under a yellow flag, which is like the caution safety. And you can't pass cars while it's yellow flag. And there were quite a few laps, especially in the beginning, that were under this yellow flag. So you can't really see a change in the standings because they have to follow the safety car. And so the announcers came on and they're like, yeah, so here's kind of what happened. Um... As is tradition, we had a parade around the track right before the race of classic old cars. And some of those cars leaked fluid on the track and we don't have enough time to clean it up. So we're just going to go with it. And then all of a sudden you're starting to see like some unexpected collisions. And then one car uh, skidded so far off, it, it basically blew up and ran into the barriers where the wind is. And so... There were a lot of people mumbling about like they they couldn't get the drain covers down. They let fluids on the on the thing. This is really unprofessional. So mm. that was kind of a thread that was happening spontaneous to people being excited about the race going off too. Very Amazing. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not at the race, but I did really love seeing a lot of the social media coverage of what was going on, sure. especially some of the funniest, like spiciest or snarkiest tweets. Um, <laughs> there were a lot. There were, there were so many. Why don't we yeah. just pick one and share our favorite tweet of the event? All right. So I'm going to choose one. I'll start off. I got to say, I really loved uh, all of Brett Forrest's coverage. He's our uh, friend who's a you know producer and reporter over at Channel 3. Been a guest on the on the podcast. And a guest on the podcast. And he was out there like amongst the hoi polloi and was like, you know, you can try to stop people in Vegas from watching watching an F1 race for free, but they will still find a way 
dot, 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 just ride the escalators over and over again. And he had yeah, like a video no, of people going video. Yes. up and down the escalators. It was so funny. David, do you have a favorite tweet? So I have to admit my guilty pleasure here was really just watching Vital Vegas because he was not a, a fan of the F1 experience itself and was getting people really riled up, especially F1 lovers. And uh, my favorite tweet of his uh, was basically... If you think months of gridlock, disruption, and blocking iconic Las Vegas attractions for a 90-minute car race is okay, you may be beyond help. And then he hashtagged it, WTF1. Oh, spicy hashtag, too. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun with, you know, 280,000 views. So, God bless. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he was probably the, the leader of, of the, the movement, saying, what the hell is this? But he also like had fun posting some of the cool videos that were going on, too. So, I mean, it's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Uh, the comments, oh, my gosh. I, so good. I know. Yeah, the comments are always the, the best part, too. Okay, so, David, this all leads to, like, the ultimate question. Okay. In your view, was F1 a success? And will we ever know? Ooh, that's deep. I mean, as a party, yeah. As a race where no one died, 100%. Hey. Uh, and I have friends who are F1 fans, and they are very convincing in telling me that this was one of the best F1 races that they'd ever seen, though. I don't really get it. I mean, it seemed like the guy who everyone predicted to win was leading most of the race, but I guess there was one little setback, and then he came back and fought, and everybody was really excited about that. And so on that measure, that level, yeah, absolutely success. The economics are going to be really friggin' weird. I mean, mm. if you just look at money earned, I think it's going to do okay in, in as far as that metric goes. But, you know, you've, you have to start, like, logically from how much money is normally made that weekend. Like, I know that it's traditionally considered a slow part, but it's not a zero. So there is a number that you would normally get if you didn't give essentially the strip away to a private company for almost six months, it seemed. Right. Right? Right. And so that's kind of one measure. And then, you know, as many stories, like the one in the RJ, which was like, Las Vegas Resort, people say, the greatest event in the history of Las Vegas ever. (laughs) There's going to be... You the confetti. Right. Other stories that are like, small businesses in downtown suffered greater than ever before. You know, so how does it balance out? Where does that money actually go? The trickle down, the taxes, there's so yeah. many factors. All the taxi um, and rideshare drivers who lost income. All yeah, of the, you know, yeah. The, the, the disgruntled workers, the people who had to wait for hours to get to their job where they stood on their feet. I mean, a lot of tangibles, intangibles, numbers that will, numbers that won't be considered. Is it a success? Well, if I guess the head of the LVCVA, Steve Hill, still has a job after the Super Bowl is done, hmm. um, it was probably a, a, at least some measure of success for him. And if you see that he is stepping down for family reasons, um, then it probably wasn't a success. That's going to be my weird measure of this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest cheerleader. So I yeah. think it, he, he becomes the scapegoat. Either he is going to be lauded and heralded or the county commission is going to be like, yeah, who's the new LVCVA? Yeah. yeah. Steve Hill, Canary Nicole Mine. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. Let's see if, uh, you know, the Canary Nicole Mine ends up singing a little song or not. And, um, <laughs> and if we'll I get if... free tickets to Super Bowl, Sonia, uh, we'll do another one Do you one really? Oh, my God. Okay, no, I don't I... have them yet. I, I you know. Uh, hope springs eternal. Okay. 
Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, David. Hey, David, thanks so much for joining us today on CityCast Las Vegas. This was a fun episode. Oh, absolutely, Sonia. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a friend, share it with three of your besties. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. I just ate a cookie for lunch.